0: So stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech Eodius and I beseech Cynthia that they may be of the same mind in the Lord. And I entreat thee also, true yoke help those women which labor with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other, my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men, the Lord And if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. And the God of peace shall be with you. We've been preaching through the book of Philippians now on and off since January. We come to chapter 4 and Paul, we know looking at Paul's life, he's an amazing illustration of what the grace of God can do in a man's life. We are reminded of Paul's uh, course that he lived. If you go back to Acts chapter number 8, it talks about how he made havoc of the church and how he persecuted the church, hailing men and women, and committed in the prison. Why did he do that? Because they worship the Lord Jesus Christ. He was a Judaizer, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, he says in Philippians 3. In fact, he even makes a statement concerning zeal, persecuting the church. That's what he did. Somebody said the church, I heard one guy say one time that the church did not start till the apostle Paul. Well, that's kind of amazing. Paul was persecuting the church in Acts 8. But let's not, let's, let's not get on technicalities. Here. But we're reminded of the life that Paul lived. But then we're reminded of Paul's conversion. How that one day on the Damascus Road, God turned the light on. I love this. Paul, when that when Paul got saved, he said, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath he enabled me for he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious. But I obtained mercy. I love how he says. Who was before? In other words, he was implying and that's what I used to be, but that's not what I am today. And aren't you glad? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. We're reminded of Paul's commission in First Corinthians one: for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. And Paul was not against baptism; that he talks about people that he baptized later in that epistle. Uh, But he said, God sent me to preach the gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. But when we read Philippians chapter 4, we are reminded of Paul's compassion. Watch Paul's wording here. Therefore, my brethren... Dearly beloved, and long for my joy. And he says again the latter part, My dearly beloved. Do you see the love and the passion and the affection that Paul has for this church at Philippi? He is letting them know how much he appreciates. He'll say in chapter 1 that he thanked God upon every remembrance of them. And he was thinking about them and he expresses his love when I read these verses and studying for this message tonight in the series, Preach of the Book, just going verse by verse, I, I want to preach on this thought tonight. I'll try to preach as far as I can on the heart of a shepherd. Or the heart of a pastor. I understand within the context of Philippians 4. That Paul was not currently the pastor at the church at Philippi. We know that he is in prison. But we do know that God used the apostle Paul. To start this church. And to begin this ministry. And Paul had a heart and had a love for them. And I want to notice three things out of chapter number four. We'll try to at least get one, maybe two tonight, about Paul's love and Paul's passion or the heart of a true shepherd. First of all, in verses one through five, there is what I call a contextual plea. What I mean by that is the beginning of chapter four. He says, therefore, you know this well enough. When you see the word therefore, you see what it's there for. As I said it on Sunday, it's relating to what in the chapter and verses division were added later in our Bible and so this one continual letter it's one continual thought so the context of chapter 4 links back to chapter 3 and we know because last week we looked at he talks about the enemies of the cross and he talks about the fact that the Lord is coming again we are looking for Jesus Christ we're not looking for the Antichrist tonight we're looking for Jesus Christ amen, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. So here's what Paul is saying. In light of the enemies of the cross, in light of the apostates, in light of those who are going against the doctrines and the truths of the Word of God, and in light of the fact that at any moment Jesus could come again, he makes a contextual plea. Here's the first thing he asks. He wants an unwavering stand. Look at verse number 1. Therefore my brethren dearly beloved and longed for my joy and crown. Watch what he says now. So stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. He said there's enemies of the cross. There are men uh, that are adding, adding the law to grace. And they're trying they're Judaizers. He's dealt with. They're enemies of the cross of Christ. And he said, and the Lord's getting ready to come back. We believe in the imminent return of Jesus Christ. Oh, we believe that at any moment the trumpet could sound. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we which are alive remain be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And like John closed out the book of Revelation, even so come Lord Jesus. Amen. And Paul said, if we really believe that, and I really do believe that, all the apostasy, all the wickedness, all the people that are laying down the Word of God, and they no longer stand for truth, and they no longer stand for righteousness, and they no longer stand for the truths of the Bible, and then the fact that Jesus could come at any moment In light of all that, we need to have an unwavering stand. He says, so, so stand fast in the Lord. I noticed two things about this stand. There is the persistency of this stand. He says, stand fast. If you look up that little phrase, of stand fast, it means to stand, it means to persevere, it means to persist, it means to stand and to keep on standing. Amen. And he, the Paul wanted to encourage the church. He said, you're standing for truth and you're standing for right. But don't get weary in the battle. Hey, sometimes it gets hard to stand. Sometimes the onslaught of the wickedness and the apostasy and all the things we're dealing with in this world that we're bombarded with, uh, not just from the religious world, but even from the world itself. We battle all these things. Uh, but Paul says, I want you to keep on standing. If anybody knew about standing, it would be the Apostle Paul. For when he writes this epistle, once again, he's not sitting in the Holiday Inn. He's not eating at the outback stadium house Uh, but he's in a dungeon he's chained to a wall inmates all around him chained to two guards and he don't have much light and his health is not good and the conditions are not good where he's at Uh, but Paul was there because he stood for the Lord and he would not bow and he would not give in and he would not compromise I don't know about you but that encourages me tonight I don't have I'm not dealing with anything that Paul dealt with in this text Uh, but if the apostle Paul could keep on standing he conditions like that if paul could keep on preaching and keep on doing right oh with all the things he was dealing with how much more should you and i that have been blessed with nice buildings and we have the full canon of scriptures and god has blessed us with so many physical blessings how much more should we keep on standing in this day and age the persistency of this stand. He says you need to stand fast in the Lord. The Bible reminds us of not only about the persistency of this stand, but then the position of this stand. Stand fast in the Lord. He will use that phrase in the Lord three times in the verses we've read. In verse number one, stand fast in the Lord. Verse number two, be of the same mind in the Lord. And then verse number four, rejoice in the Lord. That speaks of our position in the Lord Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad This Colossians 1 27 says, Christ in you, the hope of glory? Christ is in me. But 2 Corinthians 5:17 teaches that I am in Christ. Amen. You talk about security. Oh, you talk about everlasting life and eternal security of the believer. Christ is in me, but I am in Christ. Amen. Paul said if you're going to stand, you're going to have to stand fast in the Lord. I believe that speaks of our spiritual position. But I believe that also has, a, has something to do with being spirit-filled. Stand fast in the Lord. If you're going to stand, you're going to have to be a spirit-filled Christian. You can't stand in the own, in the own power of the flesh. Oh, you might for a little while. You might do well for a little time, but the spirit is winning, But the flesh is weak. There's been a lot of men that can stand when it's easy to stand. You know, it's easy to stand for the Lord when we're in a church like this, where everybody loves the Lord. It's easy to speak a word for the Lord and testify for the Lord amongst our brothers and sisters in Christ. But I'm telling you, we get out there in the real world. I'm talking about even your preacher. When you get out there, it's amazing how how the world gets your tongue sometimes. I mean, you want to tell somebody, but what are they going to think? What are they going to say? How are they going to respond? I tell you, that's why we need to be Spirit-filled, have the touch of God on our life. Oh, yeah. I tell you, I, I'm appalled, I'm appalled in these last days. So many men backing away from things they have preached and said they believed. And sometimes I wonder, Brother Settle, if they ever really even believed it. Yeah. Uh, I remember, I was talking to Brother Davey this morning, and we was talking about Brother Bull. And he said, Brother Bull always said, you don't stop believing something. If you ever believed it, you can't stop believing it. Been chewing on that today, brother. Wish I could. i, I tell you, if I would have got to meet him, he'd have been preaching revival here, amen. But I, I'm just telling you, uh, there's a lot of people that say they believe things and they change. I know we all grow in the Lord. I understand growing in Bible students, but there are cardinal doctrines that, I, by God's grace, I don't want to back away from. I don't want to. I don't want to go away from. Why? Because there's enough apostates out there, and the Lord's coming back. I don't want him to find me. Backing up. Paul said in light of this, there needs to be an unwavering stand. Stand fast in the Lord. The persistency of this stand. The position of this stand. What's the purpose of this stand? Well, the Bible said in Ephesians, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. Paul said, when you've done everything you can do to stand, just stand. Why? There's an enemy out there. There's an enemy within. But then there's was an the enemy without. We battled, somebody said, I'll tell you, the devil's really been on my case. I don't think the devil gives me much trouble. <laughs> the devil gets blamed for blowing up air conditions, ruining sound systems, breaking lawnmowers, putting nails in tires. I tell you, I just think, I just think the leader of the dark world has more to do other than trouble Baptist by putting a nail in their tires. Somebody help me. Why are they, na- why I've got a nail in my tire. Well, they're all over the highway. I'm, I'm just telling you. I, 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 the devil gets blamed for a lot of things and it's just life. I'll tell you, you know why we like to blame the devil for things? Because we don't want to take personal responsibility for the wickedness of our flesh. What was it, Flip Wilson back in the day? The devil made me do it. The old, co- I have no idea who, I just heard, I just heard old people talk about him. Old people like Brother oh, Eric. Uh, but he always said the devil made me do it. The devil didn't make anybody do anything. You know, the devil did not even make Eve partake of that fruit. Did he suggest that? Did he deceive her? Yes, but she still had a choice. And I'm, I'm telling you, there's a, there's a, there's people today and there's a whole movement today that wants to take repentance out of the picture and they want to take personal responsibility out of the picture. You don't have a problem. You're, you you just, you just have a spirit within you. Let me just go ahead and deal with this, this whole uh, deliverance thing. There's a, de- and somebody said, preach, I don't know what it is. Well, if you've been on Facebook. You've probably seen something about it. There's this whole movement now. I'm only gonna get, get past one sub point. We'll just, we'll just hone in on this tonight. Whole, this whole thing. I feel like as a pastor, I need to warn you. There's a deliverance doctrine being preached. They say this, Jesus saves your soul. But if you've got other problems, you need to be delivered. Here's what they teach. They teach that if a man commits adultery, he's not an adulterer. He has the spirit of adultery. And that spirit needs to be cast out of him and he can have victory. Talking about a saved man. You know what that takes away? It takes away personal rep- responsibility and it takes away repentance. Amen. They're, they're, they got a whole, it's, it's, they got a whole movement on that now. I, uh, I was out at the house uh, putting out some mulch uh, last week before winter came. And uh, I was out there, uh, I was actually weed eating. And a lady come up behind me, and um, she said, "Sir, they said you're a pastor." Well, I didn't. I, I hate to break say I wasn't out there weed eating in a suit. Somebody say, "Amen." I had, I, I did have pants on and a shirt on and a ball cap, amen. But I didn't have my suit and tie on. And she come over. She said, uh, "I am the niece of your neighbor across the street." I said, "Well, good to meet you." She said, "She's been having weird things going on in her house." I said, "Well, tell her to keep it over there." <laughs> So I said, "You didn't say that. You don't know me very well, then." She said, "Well, she thinks she's got some devils over there." I said, "Really, keep them over there. I got three at my house. Amen. man, <laughs> I don't need no more." And uh, she, she said, "She and, and she said, well, uh, I she said I, I know you're a pastor,' and she said, I, 'I'm kind of I've experienced a little bit deliverance ministry.'" And I said, "Well, sister, I said right, here's what I'll tell you." I said, if your aunt's not saved, then she needs to get saved. And I said, and then if your aunt's got rock and roll music, drugs, and alcohol and wicked things in her home, the devil probably would feel at home in there, but he wouldn't feel at home when somebody's got a Bible and prayer and living for the Lord and doing right. She's just standing there looking at me like that. And I said, so that'd be my advice. She said, okay. And she walked away. <laughs> Ain't amazing people people today just want something miraculous they want to flop on the ground like a fish and they want to sign in a wonder but they just don't want to repent and come to the lord and say lord i am my problem i'm how to get on this i am the issue uh, uh, ephesians 6 we don't <laughs> we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and power so I a preacher what's our problem yes we have we do fight the world we fight the flesh we fight the devil and i'll tell you our power our victory ain't going to come through incantation it's going to come through the world Word of God, through prayer, through walking in the Spirit. Amen. we got to stand fast. To stand fast in the Lord. Somebody said, do you think you deal with the devil? I don't know if I ever have or not. I think if I did, I'd know it. Have you ever dealt with... Dem- I don't want to... You know, a lot of people want to talk about d- demonology. And they want to talk about the devils. And they don't want to talk about Jesus. There's a problem when somebody wants to spend all their ministry talking about the devil. And they don't want to spend it bragging on Jesus. Amen. I'm telling you tonight, is there a real spirit world? Yes. We've got to put on the whole armor of God that may withstand the wiles of the devil. I understand that. But I'm going to tell you what our problem is. Our problem is with our own self and our flesh. I said all that to say this. But hell does not give as much trouble as I give myself. Here's what Paul said. For I know that is in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. He said, I want to do Right. He said, "But I find myself doing the things I shouldn't do, the things I should do. uh, That's what I find myself not doing." I tell you, that's why we got to put on the whole armor of God. You won't be able to stand according to Ephesians six if you're not taking on uh, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Your feet shod with the preparation of God of peace. Having on the breastplate of righteousness. Uh, Having on the having on the 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 belt and the shoes. All those things you got to have. Those things if we're going to stand. Well, you know why we're not standing today. It's because we don't... And I'm, I'm going to close. You know why we're not standing like we should as a whole? I'm not talking about this church. I'm talking about it as a whole. Because we really don't believe the Lord's coming back. When I say we, I'm talking about the church world. You understand, I'm not specifically talking about here. Unless the, unless it hits you, then it, it hits you, Amen. Do we really believe... I mean, he closes out verse 20 and 21 of chapter 3. Let me, look at this, and I'm done. For our conversation is in heaven. From whence we also look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said, I'm looking. Paul wrote this two thousand years ago. And Paul said, I am looking for the Lord. Who shall change our vile, Who shall change our vile body? That it may be fashioned. Oh, don't miss that. Our vile body. See, Paul, Paul said there ain't nothing good about it. It's a vile body. He said, I'm going to be changed. So Paul expected the Lord to come back in his lifetime. Did he not? If Paul believed that, and Paul said, In light of that, my dearly beloved, my joy, my crown, stand fast in the Lord. We ought to stand for what's right. I believe we're trying to do that. I believe that's your desire to do that. But you know what we got to do? We've got to seek the Lord every day. God, help me to stand today. God, help me to do right today. Help me to honor you today. Help me to stay true to your word today. Stand fast in the Lord. Some people don't stand because they never took a stand. the end of the day, sometimes you've got to take a stand. Preacher, where do I stand? You stand wherever the Word of God places that standing. We'll look at the rest of this next week. But I, as I study in the day, that unwavering stand, stand fast in the Lord, means to, to stand and to keep on standing. May God help us in these days not to waver, not to quit. Not to back up, not to compromise. See compromise is not a victimless crime. It affects so many others. It affects so many who put confidence in one, followed their ministry, it affects And Paul said, I want to encourage you, stand fast in the Lord. We'll look at the rest of it next week. Father, thank you for your word tonight. Lord, thank you, Lord, for the truth of it. Lord, help us to stand stand fast. Be strong in the Lord, in the Lord, that Spirit-filled life. Help us not to be deceived by by the apostates and by the enemies of the cross that Paul called them in Philippians 3. Lord, help us, Lord, to be good students of Your Word. Help us to be Spirit-filled believers. Help us to walk in truth. And Lord, what You do, we'll thank You. And we'll give You glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I appreciate you being here tonight. Appreciate the Word of God, don't you? The Lord just had, I I have more. I've had that phrase in my heart, stand fast in the Lord.